Welcome back to Be Great With Nate, the podcast that trains you to master your mind, body, and emotions to help you take complete control of your life. I'm your host, your coach, Nate Ortiz. I'm enthusiastic about teaching you how to manage your health and mindset while you pursue your goals in life. My goal is to clear your confusion regarding the body, mind, and life itself. If you want to learn how to become the best version of yourself, then you're going to want to stick around. Welcome back to Be Great With Nate. I'm so happy to be here with you. Like always, I'm always happy to be here with you. In today's podcast, I'm going to talk about how to deal with people like your family, your friends, and like your parents, how to deal with their negativity or, you know, when they have these type of moods that they bring around you or comments or how it's hard sometimes to be around them, especially if you're going to be around them for the holidays, this, this uh, fall and winter or if you have to be around them on the weekends or whatever the case may be, I'm going to teach you something very powerful about some things here. And I'm going to shift your perspective on a lot of things. You see, when we get around our parents or friends, sometimes we want to avoid our friends and family members for the simple fact that if they have something negative to say, we don't want to be around that or we want to avoid it. We want to avoid not saying conflict, but we some of us just don't have the energy for it. Some of us can find ourselves arguing with our parents a lot or disagreeing or becoming uncomfortable around our parents. Because sometimes it seems like our parents and siblings and especially our, our, our household, the household that we were raised in, our siblings and parents always have something to say. It's like nothing you bring to the table is good enough at times or everything that you do, someone has something to say. And sometimes that can be really, really annoying to deal with. And what I want to bring through you, one thing that really, really helped me throughout the whole process of dealing with this, being in my family, is I'm what I'm going to bring to the table with you today. You see, when I grew up, I come from the ghetto. And my dad was a hustler. He was a drug dealer. And when we made it out... We didn't make it out. I made it out the hood, but what I'm saying, my brothers made it out the hood too. But what I'm trying to say to you is the first thing that we were looking for or my family wanted to look for was safety and security, the safest job, pension, health insurance, benefits, right? So the problem that I had with family, most of my family, is that I didn't aim for those things. I aimed to be a division one football player. I aim to be to play for the number one basketball school in the country. And when you do that, it's really difficult because you can be surrounded by people who look for safety and security. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's literally nothing wrong with that at all. But what happens is sometimes it, can, it was on, I was, I felt like I couldn't relate to anybody. Then when you graduate college and then I went, you know, from college, I came home. <laughs> I remember a particular story where my family were all giving me job options that I can do. Be a gym teacher, a bus driver, an Uber driver, and work at Home Depot. I remember like it was yesterday. I came home from graduation, and these things were suggested for me to go for in 2017. Now, let me tell you something. I get it. They were nerve. They wanted me to make sure I was safe and secure, but... I had this wild idea. I actually had a car that I was saving. I saved up for for two sem uh, four semesters in college, 
when we got our um, financial aid, I was on scholarship. So I was able to keep my financial aid and I took that financial aid money and I put it towards a car. And I, I, I ended up spending about 45 to $5,000 for this car. And I sold it to my brother for 2000 to buy a laptop in 2017 because I had a dream one day I was going to make videos and I needed that. I, I looked at what was missing and the thing that was missing for me to get one step closer to my dream was a laptop. And I was looked at like I was insane. I spent the last money I had, the only money I had on a laptop and I was looked as if I was insane. So sometimes when I, when you get around your family, you get around your friends, sometimes particularly in your household, your family, your, your parents and your siblings, it can be a little awkward because you looked at like you're crazy. So you may have this issue where it may be someone you're dating outside the culture. It may be someone that, or you doing something similar. You're going with it towards a dream that is very different than what your family has went through. For an example, let's just say mom was a doctor, dad was a doctor, grandpa was a doctor. You're expected to be a doctor and you don't want to. There could be many different situations, but at the end of the day, it could be something that can be something that you disagree with, that you have a different idea for. So one thing that I had to understand is a nice little, so I, anytime you have the availability to, if you're walking, if you're on your high vibe walk right now, um, what we call high vibe walk, remember the high vibe walk, positive music, positive podcast, and a walk 45 to 60 minutes in a positive neighborhood, something that inspires you envision the person that you're becoming and take this information. So this information gets into the subconscious as you express your emotions physically when you walk. You could just pick up your phone if you jot this down in your notes, or if you're sitting down, listening to me, you can write this down in a notebook. You have to become the silent teacher. You see, my friend, what you're going through right now is you're doing something that nobody in your family probably has done before. You're doing things in your life right now that people in your family can't relate to. You're going you're gonna to break the chain. And here's what I mean. If there's a habit or a paradigm that your family has been going through, for an example, addiction was in my bloodline. Addiction, addiction, great-grandmother, grandmother, mother, boom, sister, boom, me. When you go through this this chain of when your DNA every every time through evolution, your kids, your kids' kids, if the same paradigm paradigm is being repeated, someone has to break the chain. And my friend, that may be you. It may be you breaking that chain. Everybody was poor in my life. Great grandmother was poor. Grandmother was poor. Mother was poor. Older sister became poor. Boom, me. I'm about to break the chain. And when you break that chain, you're overcoming so much DNA trauma. You become, you're overcoming over so much DNA paradigm habits. And it's challenging because you're not only changing it for yourself, but you're changing it for your DNA. And when you overcome that, you overcome the next seven, you help the next seven generations. So my kid would never be poor. Unless he blows or she blows or, or their money. But what I'm saying is when my kids are raised, they're going to be raised a lot different than I was. I broke the chain. And it may be time 
or you may right now be breaking the chain if you haven't already. When you break the chain, you overcome habits that your family members still have. Let that sit in. You overcome the habits and the fears that your family still has. For an example, say mom has anxiety and you have anxiety and grandma had anxiety and everybody had anxiety. And then you go start seeing a therapist or you start doing yoga or Reiki or movement and self-development and you no longer have trauma. In the development stages of trying to overcome the, the anxiety or a trauma, when you get around your parents or around your siblings, and I'm going to teach you why your brother and sisters may be a trigger for you or why they, why they can be, why they struggle. But when you get around them, what they do is they can, they basically remind you of the pattern that you're trying to get away from. It's hard to be around that. Your siblings are going to be really challenging because if you're breaking a chain and your sister, your sister, your brother are repeating the pattern, you can get frustrated at them because you want what's best for them. You want them to break the chain with you. But sometimes if they don't, if they do not overcome the, the, the things that they look, Carl Jung says, you must overcome the things that your parents did not if you do not overcome these things, if your brother or sister did not overcome, guess, guess what? They can find themselves relating a lot more. So it's like them against you now. Now you feel like I call the, the black duck. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. The reality of it is, is that they're able to relate a lot more. And they swim in their shadows together while you're overcoming it and you become a, a trigger for them. And they become a trigger for you because they can remind you to pull you right back. So how do we deal with this? I got something for you right now. When we're younger, we go through stages of life. And I want you to remember each stage. Okay. We go through the child archetype. The child archetype is someone who says, yes, mom. No, mom. The child archetype is someone who doesn't take personal responsibility for their life. For an example, when a child steps on your shoe, you go, hey, buddy, you stepped on my shoe. No, I didn't. And you're like, yeah, you did. No, I didn't step on your shoe. And then if you keep persisting, they may have a tantrum. Right? So what you do is, as an adult, you look at the child and you say, okay, buddy, it's all right. You find forgiveness for them. Okay. Hold that thought because I'm going to come back and circle back with you. Then the child around 13 or 14 years old becomes a warrior. And what does that mean? Remember when you were a child, you agreed with everything your parents said. You can't smoke weed. Don't drink. Don't have sex. Don't do none of these things. They're really bad for you. And then you start off in your teenage years and you start seeing those things that your parents said were very False. They're not true. And part of the reason is because when your parents went to high school, it was very different than when you went to high school. How I like to look at it, since you're a warrior archetype, I like to use my imagination. When your parents were on the battlefield, it was 
very different when you're on the battlefield. You got better technology on that battlefield. You have different environments in that battlefield. Think you got different skill sets in that battlefield than your parents did. So your parents are giving you basically um, advice on things that used to work. Okay. Not saying that some of it doesn't work today. So what happens with the warrior archetype, this is when a teenager comes home and starts disagreeing with the parent. Now, the parent has to be wise enough to allow the teenager to experience, but some parents don't do that. Some parents want their way because some parents did not develop their archetype or their consciousness. And I'm going to make sense of this as I come back to it. So if the parent doesn't have empathy and doesn't have, can't relate and have empathy and allow the child to grow, then the parent won't accept the new idea. Because if the parent is stuck in their own belief systems and not open to new belief systems, then it's going to be a lot of friction between the child, who's now the warrior, and the parent. You see, the warrior archetype, it goes to, it's a long stage. It can become a long stage. The warrior archetype has to choose a group of friends when they get to high school, choose a sport they want to do, choose the first boy or girl they want to date. And then the warrior archetype has to start looking at college, has to start looking at what school they want to go to. And the warrior archetype is fighting for everything. You're fighting for a good GPA. You're fighting for an SAT score. You're fighting <clears throat> to be accepted in groups, sports, and college. And then when you do get accepted, now you're fighting for a GPA. You're fighting to graduate. And you're doing that cycle all over again. You're fighting for a group of friends. You, if you're an athlete, you're fighting to make the team. The warrior is out there. And, they, and then this is what people say. You're young. When I was young, I was able to do this. When I was young, it's a nice, it's a nice, little, it's a nice little stage that we go through. You got to fight. You're young. You got to fight. You're a warrior. You're going through the warrior archetype. Now, the warrior archetype puts themselves in a position where they graduate college and the warrior has to fight for a job. The warrior has to fight for a career. And if the warrior doesn't start keeping their eye on becoming a king or queen, the warrior can get a little frustrated. And you're going to see how this all relates back to how to deal with your, your siblings, your parents, and your friends that have negative comments or you just can't get along with. Now the warrior can be fighting for a long time. You see, it's cool to go out there. When I was in, when I was in, um, from 2017 to 2019, for two years, I was in warrior stage. But I started my warrior archetype at a young age. I was on the streets at a young age, fighting for life at a young age, probably like nine, ten years old. I was a warrior archetype. I had no. See, I had no time to be to, to sit and swim in a child archetype. I had to mature and grow up fast for survival. So, when I got in the warrior archetype, I mean, when I was in when I was working for somebody, I was I was getting to the limit of feeling like I was done with that that archetype, that stage of my life. What does that feel like? You get tired of working for somebody. 
you get tired of, of you learn that your enthusiasm or your inspiration or your fire behind something that used to do that you used to do is come, becoming damped. You can make a little bit of money, but it doesn't inspire you. And that's what was happening to me in 2019. I felt this thing in my heart. Like I started to see what the King, the, my, 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 the guy I was working for, who was a man. I started to see the King. I started to see, I can do the things that the King is doing. And I started to think that the King, when the King was a warrior, he was no warrior like I was. So if he, he, if he can become a king, if he can become a boss, I can become a boss too. And the only thing that was stopping me from developing the stage of becoming a boss is I had to educate myself on what it's like to own a business. So instead of chilling on my, my, my alone time, going on Instagram or YouTube or whatever for, you know, junk information, I use YouTube for informative information. I, then I started to read more books. You see, going from the warrior stage to the king or queen is you're going to ownership. So if you went from renting an apartment to owning one, if you went to renting a house to owning one, in that stage of your life, you just hit king or queen. Ownership. So I became a, so the only thing, so the warriors, some warriors out there can be your parents that's fighting and fighting and fighting. And they're 50 years old and they're still fighting as a warrior. They're a wounded warrior. I'm telling you, I'm about to, when I circle this thing back and I'm like, Ooh, that was deep. When you go into the king of queen stage, now you know how to pick warriors to protect your kingdom because you've been a warrior before. See that? You can know the difference between a child archetype and a warrior archetype as you sit on top of your kingdom. You know who's ready to go into battle and you know who isn't. The biggest mistake a king and queen archetype can make is getting their hands too much into investments or too many different things and takes them away from putting the kingdom first. What I mean by that is when you start owning something, now you want to do everything with the little bit of money you got and you spread, you spread yourself thin, you're everywhere. And then the things that got to you, got you to where you are, you have no time for anymore. You have no energy for anymore. And then there's another warrior looking up, trying to take your spot or there's people that's there that you thought that you, that were your, um, your friends that you allowed to sit up top with you by your throne that are sitting in your throne while you're not around behind your back because you're too worried about everything else. The next stage, so the king and queen stage can go a pretty long time, but the next stage after the king and queen stage is wise men and wise women. And that's the mastery stage. And that's the stage that we lack today. Usually your grandparents are the wise men, wise women of the family. Usually, but I can tell you how all this becoming dysfunctional is what's creating the issues between you and your siblings and your parents today. You see, 
The wise men, wise women goes from king and queen to wise men, wise women when they simplify. You see a lot of entrepreneurs or you probably know somebody or you probably did this yourself. You used to have all these different things and you know, and you start to learn how much this was pulling your energy in different ways. And what you did is you sat back and you just simplified. You sold the, you sold the car, you, you, um, got rid of some client. I mean, uh, some, uh, warriors that are not supposed to be there. You wanted, you had this huge kingdom that was dysfunctional. You, sh you basically downgraded your kingdom that you have more control over. You see the wise men and wise women, the beautiful thing about it, it's on the other side of the mountain than a, a, a child warrior or king or queen. The wise men, wise woman can look at the child, the warrior and the king or queen and have empathy and compassion for them because they've been there before. So what I'm saying to you is when you go home, or when you hang out or your parents call you, you need to start understanding that some of your parents are still stuck in a child archetype. I didn't do that. The child doesn't like taking personal responsibility. And while you're arguing with your parents or your siblings or your friends, you're arguing with a child. And if you're arguing with a child, you'll never win that argument. You can't expect yourself to win an argument with the child archetype. You just won't. You can't win an argument with someone who won't take personal responsibility, even when they're wrong. So you have to treat some of these people like they're children. If you became a king or queen in your life and you go home and your parents are still in the warrior stage and your sister and brother still in the warrior stage and now you own stuff, you got your first house or you became a boss and you're an entrepreneur, or you have the dream of becoming your, of a boss and you have a dream of owning your house and you mention that and they have smart remarks. How can you, we have to understand these are warriors that wish that they can do that, but are scared too. So they come together and make you look like you're crazy. Stop judging people and start digesting them is what I tell my clients. Start digesting people. Why master mastering the why is what I have clients go through. Why is my mother like this? And as soon as you start digesting, okay, my mother's still a child archetype. My mother never got to live her dream out. My mother overreacts and never takes personal responsibility. And then you learn as you digest that person, you start to grow empathy and compassion. You start becoming wise. Why? Because you start to see that there's nothing you can say or you can do at this moment of judgment that's going to change her situation. But when you start digesting, you learn ways on how you can be around them. You become the silent teacher. Instead of trying to teach people when you go home how to eat better, how not to argue with each other, how to become a king or a queen, you go and you show it. Get the results. And don't force nothing on anybody. When I started this health journey, I used to literally have family members at Thanksgiving tell me that they need to find someone to help them get in shape. And I used to look at them like, I'm the guy. <laughs> That's what I do for a living. Right? Or they need a life coach. I'm looking at them like, I'm right here. 
and I used to see, I, I used to catch myself trying to, Hey, I can do that. Hey, I can, I can, I can help you with that. And they act as if I was invisible with it until I got those results. When I came home, they'll pull you to the side on the low. Hey, Hey, Oh, what? Hey, look at my plate. Is this look healthy? I've been trying to eat better. I've been watching your videos. Because I stopped talking. I stopped saving my energy to put into people. You can reinvest all that energy you're trying to help other people with back into your dream. So when you go, you have empathy and compassion. Those who hate can't relate. If you can't relate, I expect you to hate. So when you go around your mother and she always has something smart to say, everybody can tell you how to do it, but they never did it. So you, you think you telling me I can't do something is going to make me feel sad. I digested that situation. Now I understand you see before you didn't understand before it became personal before it hurt your feelings because you, when you went, you just didn't know. Oh my God. How my mother not believe me. How my father not believe me. Why my sister always hating. Why is my friend always hating? Now, when you go, now, you know, and you look at them inside, you giggle. Only if you knew it was about to happen. When I told people I was going to make videos and I will have millions of people watching me one day, I got laughed at. I got laughed at after becoming the first kid in my family to go to high school. I got laughed at after become, playing for the number one basketball school in the country. I got laughed at after getting a full Division One scholarship. You have a 1% chance of getting a Division One scholarship in, in football. I got laughed at for all those, still did it. And I thought by the time I come and tell some, you know, my family that I want to do this, I was going to have some type of support. And it's not to bash my family. It's not like my family didn't support me, but they didn't tell me in my face. That's number one. Number two, it's a difference telling and showing. Right. So what I'm saying is, and that's not to say that they do not support me today. Right. It's getting, I have empathy and compassion. Of course I look crazy. I get around family and friends who admit it to me. Sometimes Nate, we sit back. We don't know how you did it, but you did it. And we're proud. So what I'm trying to say to you is when you go around them, you have empathy and compassion for them. Here's a quote that I made, and I'm going to start making t-shirts out of these quotes. You ready? You have the ability to show possibility dot, dot, dot lead by example. You have the ability to show possibility. My friend, you're going on the hero's journey. It's going to be a long road. But I promise you this, when you do overcome it, you save the next seven generations. So when you go over and mom wants to argue, or parents want to argue, I said this once before, if it continues to be like that, you go and you give them a stopwatch. You go, you spend a minimum of time with them. Oh, two hours, you get two hours of my time. Oh, so you want to tell me, you want to tell me how I never call you or whatever you want to say. You want to spend those two hours Gossiping? All right, that's on you. Just best believe in 37 minutes, I'm out of here. 
and you get those core values nice and strong. People don't play with you after a while, and then you become a silent teacher. So if you're eating better, don't try to make your whole family eat better if they don't want to. Don't force it on them. Become it. Get the results. They'll come to you. If you're trying to get your brother and sister to understand that you want to date outside of your culture or you want to date a different gender, whatever the case may be, do it. Become it. Become it. Stand in your power. Walk in your power. Break the chain. I can't expect you to understand what I'm going through because you can't feel what I feel. You don't know what I know. And I understand that you're still stuck in that child archetype. The king doesn't argue with children. The wise man, wise woman doesn't argue with warriors. See what I'm saying? And you don't argue with people that don't take personal responsibility. You don't argue with people who can't see your vision, who want you to do something different from what you feel like. So how do you deal with them? You get around and you become the silent teacher. And when they argue or they trigger you, you stop. And I want you to figure out when they trigger you. And then that means that you got some work to do yourself. So if they, if they come to you and you make videos and say, I don't like how you made your videos and that hurts your feelings, you, you, you better break that down. And what you learn is that you're, you, have, you may have fear of criticism. You got work to do on criticism. You got to overcome that. If they say that you gain weight, you better go work on that. You better go look in the mirror and say, you know what? I need to overcome being so hard on myself and judging my body. That triggered me. Someone said I gained weight. Why did it bother me? Master the why. Why did it bother you? And dissect them when you go there. Understand that they may be in child archetype, warrior archetype. Or you say if you come from a wealthy family, they may be all in king and queen stage and you're deciding to simplify your life and go to wise men, wise women. When you advance in the next archetype, it's you have to give something up. When you go from the child to the warrior, you have to give up mommy and daddy doing everything for you. When you go from the warrior archetype to the king and queen, you have to give up the simple fact that you can blame your boss. It, you know you know how you work for a company and something goes wrong with the company, a client gets mad or upset, and you're like, oh, it's not my company. You got to talk to the owner. <laughs> you, can, you can redirect the responsibility at times. When you're a king or queen, you can't redirect that. But when you're a king or queen, the thing to give up to get to the next stage of, of wise men, wise women, simplify. You have to simplify. You have to give up your ego. And, and ego is perceived to be a bad thing. I'm talking about you have to give up the want to have power in physical form, to have power in, 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 in emotional spiritual, mental form. You got to have empathy, compassion for those. So next time you go home or next time mom calls you, or dad calls you, or they come over and you feel triggered, dissect them. What stage are they in? What stage are you going? Why they react in the way they are? Have empathy for them saying, oh, wow, they're overreacting because I'm showing them that I'm leaving this one stage of my DNA and nobody has done that before or they haven't done that before. And it deep down inside subconsciously, meaning they're not conscious of it, subconsciously they're reacting the way they are because they should have done the same and they have fear speaking. So I still love them. 
and I'm going to accept them for how they are. Sometimes if they're the child archetype, I cheat on my children. You can't do it. Okay, mom, I understand. It's all right. Oh, what the? When you used to say, yes, I can. can," And you guys argue. Now you're like, okay, mom, I understand if you don't think I can do it. It's okay. They're going to look at you like, oh, my God. They're not even, they're going to be lost what to say. Okay. So I felt this one in my heart today. I felt this one in my heart. I just want to say thank you for all those that have been supporting my podcast. Podcasting is my favorite out of all the videos and all that stuff. As far as uh, content to do, I hate rushing my work. And I love the fact that I'm able to come here and break these little things down as much as I can for you. I did get a Q&A this week, and I will be putting that Q&A out this week. So you will be getting two podcasts this week. So be ready for that. I'm excited to give you that. Um, like I said, if you have any questions, I'm going to make a different email for it. But right now, the email you can text my team and I can check it out. It's going to be Nate, N-A-T-E, at Be Great With Nate, the podcast name, BeGreatWithNate.com. Okay, so Nate at BeGreatWithNate.com. You can put that out. Um, I also have some pretty exciting things to come up. Um, I have a course that I'm making, and the course is going to be teaching you on how to turn your dream into green. That's the name of it, turn your dream into green. What does that mean? I'm going to be teaching you on how everything and every step that I took to become someone who can wake up, make podcasts, have applications waiting for me all day or coming in each and every day and live anywhere I want in the country. And this is not one of those guys on YouTube who are like, you want to know how I made seven figures and two? No, I'm going to show you every single step that I did and everything that I invested in. I'm going to refer all the work that I invested in that helped me, but I had to put the work in. So I took three, four different marketing courses and, and studied marketers and uh, like um, like books in that general. And then I put it into form and um, I build it out and th- I build the platform. I build the, uh, the uh, blueprint out, but I'm also going to be teaching how to do it, how to make content, how to edit videos, how to upload it. Every single step. This I Nobody's offering something that I'm offering. And my team and I are working on that right now. Pretty soon you may be seeing di- a, uh, a different background behind me. Um, because we are making some transitions going on. So that would be a cool thing as well. And I'm also looking for ways how I can continue to get better at these podcasts. And I, I want to amp it up a little more. I want to be able, that's why I want to do the Q and a, and I got a really good Q and a, and I can let you know, I can give you a little hint on what's the next podcast going to be about how to find friends, how to find friends. Uh, we have somebody and I'll read the question out on the next podcast. I won't mention their name unless they want it, but Right now, I'm going to keep it anonymous, but basically, we have someone that is having an issue finding friends, and when they do find friends, they happen to find friends that waste their time. They're just wasting their time, and they become people who uh, drain their energy, and I'm going to teach you exactly what to do about that because I've been through the same exact thing, and now you got to go through 17 little things to get to be my friend, and I'll teach you how to set that up. Thank you for being here today. <clears throat> you could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me. And you spent this morning, or whenever you listen to me, you spent it with me, and I appreciate that. I never overlook it. Have a great day.
Peace. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope the show gave you valuable information. If you did, take a screenshot, post it on social media, like your Instagram story or someone your social and tag me. I will definitely get back to you. I really appreciate the love. Or you can easily just leave a rating or a review if you have the time. You don't understand how much those little things right there help me push this show to get more people like you to listen. If you want more Be Great With Nate, you can head over to BeGreatWithNate.com and I'll meet you there. Until next time, peace.